Welcome and thanks so much for tuning in today. Here's the thing, you guys. This is what you need to know about more Jody. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself, all the time. The goal of this podcast is to help you go unfiltered. We use so many covers to hide our true selves, and it's time to stop living your life according to what the ideal police think you should be doing and step into who you were created to be. More vulnerable, more authentic, and more free. Hey friends, welcome back to the Mordori Podcast. This is such a powerful episode today with Aisha Santos. Anyone looking to carve their path needs to listen to this. And it doesn't matter if you want to start over and pivot and reevaluate and head in a new direction. Aisha Santos is the brand whisperer helping female entrepreneurs get clear on what they want and how they want to sell themselves and their businesses to the world. If you aren't in business, this episode is still for you. There is so much hope and strength, and you need this listen today. Aisha Santos, welcome to the More Jody podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How's it going? I'm like so giddy about having you on here. I get so excited <laughs> watching all of your videos because you're overzealous, like me. Right? Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm going to own it. That's just how I roll. It is how you roll. And I have to say my friend, my good friend, Monica Hill, I think said, you need to check, you need to check Aisha out. Now I thought it was Aisha. And so I was like, I've always wanted a friend named Aisha, but I will call you by your proper name. I'll say it correctly. (laughs) Uh, I still want to be your friend. Um, But no, so she had talked about how she had met you and you are like, you're like a sparkler or like a firecracker. Aww. You just, you're, you just light everything up and your eyes have a twinkle. And so after I started following you, um, I literally think it was like, I like creeped your page for like a, an hour. And I was like, I have to interview this girl. So you are the branding expert, the brand whisperer. And I think one of my favorite things that really made me want to interview you was how much, you know, yourself, you know, who you are, you are not confused about what you offer to the world. And I would love to see um, more people off. Op- I think everyone should operate this way and recognize that they're, who they are is their strength, right? And yeah, absolutely. You live this. So I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about you, your story, you know, kind of what led you to where you are now. And then we'll ask you some of my questions that I'm so excited to ask you. Oh, thanks. I I love that little introduction. It's going to make me giggle. And I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I'm a crier. Like, it just is what I do. I usually end up crying on client calls because like, that's just, that's just what ends up happening. I wouldn't take you for a crier at all. (laughs) Um, In a good way. And I haven't always been a crier, but I'll tell you how that came about. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. I have listened to a few episodes and it's always like, I remember I was listening to uh, your episode with Eva. Oh yeah. And, um, I was doing it while I was working. Cause you know, usually you'll turn on a podcast while you're doing something else. And I literally had to stop and just listen. Cause it was so good. Um, I, yeah, so I'm so grateful. I am so excited to be here and um, chat with you tonight. It's like, I love connecting with people, especially because sometimes it, it, you can feel it. You can feel when you have a connection with someone and um, yeah, I love like, so thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, Yeah. So I live in Calgary with my husband and our dog Willow. 
I'm hoping and praying that she stays quiet for the duration. That's okay if she doesn't. We're fine with dogs. (laughs) We're dog friendly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I live in Calgary. Um, I've lived in Canada for about six years now, but I actually grew up in Mumbai, India. Um, And then I worked for a bit in Dubai before moving to Canada about six years ago. So it's been a wild ride to say the least, um, but definitely been an exciting one. Uh, I'm a brand and website designer primarily. I work with women entrepreneurs um, and I've been doing that alongside a full-time job all this while, but I'm actually going full-time in about two weeks. So I saw that today. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be an exciting transition, um, but I, it's, it's a little bit of a scary leap, but I just know that this is just what needs to happen right now. Like I feel it so strongly and um, definitely want to be able to put all of my energy into something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Actually haven't had my business very long. I've only been designing for a little more than a year. Oh, really? So you're just a real natural. Yeah. So like, I've always had something creative on the side, no matter what I've done. And, um, it's a really funny story how I landed up in website and brand design because I got my degree in hotel management and ended up becoming a like so I, I got my degree in hotel management and then I was a pastry chef for a bit um, but very quickly I realized that the lifestyle just wasn't lining up right. with what I needed so it was long hours I was working 14 days at a stretch without an off and it's really funny because I had such a passion for it. And then I realized really, really quickly that if I didn't have balance in my life, right. all the passion went out the window really, really quickly. So yeah. Um, so I transitioned from that into a sales and administrative role. Um, and then when I moved to Canada, I took up a full-time job uh, in like business development and marketing with an amazing family-run company. In 2018, we had a little bit of a shift. So it's just me and my husband and we decided to travel for a little bit. So we, we didn't have our dog at the time. We packed up all of our stuff into like a little storage unit and just bought a one-way ticket. <laughs> we oh, went, I love it. Yeah, so it was really, like it was just the timing of it all. We were both feeling kind of stuck. We didn't really have too many responsibilities um, and something we were both really feeling that need that something needed to shift. Right. And so, um, yeah, we'd always wanted to travel. And I remember my husband coming home from work one day and just, I was just like, what, what do you think of like just taking some time off to travel? And he's, he's really, um, I'm the dreamer and he's the one okay. that like makes sure that we both stay alive, <laughs> alive and taken <laughs> care of. Um, and so surprisingly he was on board as well. And so that we ended up traveling for six months. So we did Europe and India and Southeast Asia. Um, And that trip really changed a lot of things for us. So just in terms of, for me, it changed a lot in terms of um, what I felt was possible. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, so what I felt was possible, what it kind of showed me all of these invisible boundaries that I put around myself that didn't really exist, right? Um, and just, it, it really gave me a sense of like, what do I want my life to be? Do you think, do you have any idea what part of the trip caused that in you? Um, I think it was a mix of a few things. So the first thing was how easy it was to just sort of 
put everything in a storage unit and just go. Yeah. It literally, it literally, we decided we were going to travel in like mid-August and October 1st, we left. Wow. So it was really quick. And, and that sort of made me realize like we build all of these things up so often. And, yeah. and sometimes we feel so stuck in a spot. But so much of those, like so much of that is just invisible boundaries. It's just, right. you know, when you really feel that strong pull, it's something that you can really make happen for yourself. Um, that was one thing for sure. And then the other thing was while we traveled, we saw so many people living that lifestyle, like people that were working, people that were really soaking, soaking in what, like, like the life that they wanted. Yeah. And bear in mind, this is all pre COVID of course, but yeah, (laughs) um, it's a different story these days, but yeah, I think it was just that. And it's all of the things I think it travel exposes you to so much and just being able to wake up in the morning ex- just experience what you wanted that day and plan on the go like it changed so much for us a lot of a lot of our family was just worried about like what happens when you get back how will you find right. a job and I think those are the big things that people worry about but it's actually it's so easy because everything just falls in like everything falls into place and and you're capable of so much more than you realize. Yes. Um, I think that was really, really pivotal for how we decided to approach everything after that. Just a game changer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then while we were traveling, I, I like it really struck me how much I wanted that flexibility and mm. how much I wanted to do something that wasn't just like, what wasn't something that, you know, would just be like day after day and and again that looks different for everyone I completely understand yeah. that but I really felt that strong pull to work less and really enjoy what I was doing yes. and make an impact in a way that was really enjoyable for me um, and so while we were traveling I started doing like just doing digital illustration a little bit on the iPad just to sort of almost like journal the places we were right. going and I started doing that. And so when we came back, um, I started to just teach myself how to design websites and, and do a little bit more of graphic design. Um, and that's just how that picked up. So I just sort of fell into it. And, and I did that alongside a full-time job mm-hmm. um, for about a year. And yeah, a year and a little bit now. Here we are. <laughs> Here you are. And, and I think, I think so many people like to speak to anyone who's living in that doing two things at once. Yeah. It's, it's hard and it's grueling and it's a choice you make, but it's like, it's the, it's the choice for your, it's choosing your future. Right. And, and I, I just want to say to the people that are doing that, like, just stick, keep doing it, keep pushing, like, don't give up because I think so often, um, well, a lot of people run away from, want to run away from what's hard. I mean, we all want to, but it's the staying in it and the slogging. I always think of like walking through wet cement, right? That's so important that you've been doing for this last while, like bubbling up with your excitement, but knowing that you have to wait, right? So you must feel so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. And, and it's funny because the job that my full-time job was not something that I hated. Like yeah, it's a it's it's also a hard decision because I love my colleagues and this is a job I've been in for a bit and it's not like I hated it but 
as I started to do this more and more and work with more clients and I could really see the impact it was having and there was so much joy for me in it um I almost I got to a point where I was like I cannot imagine not doing this like I can't you know I feel like it would almost be like a waste of the energy the gift that I have the creativity if I was to put this aside um and I got to a point where it was like if I continue to do these two things together I'm going to burn out like yeah and I will lose and again I know from from learning in the past that when there's no balance all the passion goes out the window so I made sure that I built it to a point where I could support myself and yes yeah I think that's that's like I'm sensing from you that you are really good at listening to your gut has that always been something like am I right about that because that keeps coming up I'm like she's good at listening to her internal knowing sort of yeah so it's not it's definitely not something I've always done um growing up I I was the kind that was super logical and I would push through things even if they didn't feel right or almost like I've committed to it I have to see it through completely right even if internally I felt like something needs to shift um but I, I think as I got older I really became aware of that feeling and it's just I've never been afraid of pivoting like I've I'm the kind of person that I will put all of my love and energy into something and then when I feel that feeling of like I need to do something else it's not hard for me to let go of all of the energy I've put into something okay and so this this feeling of like really leaning into my intuition and listening to my gut I feel like has only amplified over the last two issues and it's 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 really funny because like I see the value of stepping into that feminine energy into letting things flow as they come and if if I if I was talking to myself five years ago I'd be like ah that doesn't work yeah you know, like it was very much like I had to push through. And so I don't think there was like a, a pivotal moment where like everything shifted per se, but it's been, it's been building up, I think slowly. And I feel like the more I've listened to it um, and things have worked out, the more I've learned to trust it more and more and the stronger it gets, like that feeling yes. gets stronger, the more you listen to it. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think lately, even on my own um, Instagram, I've been trying to post stuff that's like, that feels more vulnerable. Like I don't right. want the world to know my opinion or I don't want them to know my faith or I don't want whatever. And then I was like, nope, because it feels inauthentic to pretend that these parts of me are missing, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're real. And, and what my, my following grew, <laughs> like oh that's so funny it's crazy to see one of the one of the exercises that I do with clients when we're doing branding together is like list out all of the things you're really afraid of so list out the things that you're afraid your audience will find out about you what are the things oh that's interesting yeah so what are the things you feel like if your audience found out about you you'd feel like they think you're less credible or you're not good at what you do list down those things and make them part of your brand make it part of your story because that's the only way that you can show up like without feeling like you have something to hide or without feeling like you're going to get found out yeah um and it's there's so much of power in that because 
what you're going through is 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 what someone else is probably going through as well and when you allow yourself to be imperfect like that and show up you're allowing your audience to do that as well yeah you're allowing them to connect with you better you're allowing them to stumble as they go just as you are stumbling as you go um and it just makes it like you're saying right like it feels inauthentic when you feel like you're having to hope when you're having to hold be, back yeah hold back or like be a certain person in your business and be a certain person in the rest of your life like yeah why does that have to be what happens you get to be exactly who you are and wildly successful because of it and there's so much of power in that i get why you cry all the time cuz like i <laughs> i actually don't like to feel my emotions for some reason i think i just realized i think they show up now as like anxiety sort of like tightness but like, in everything you said in like the last thing i'm like oh, i can feel <laughs> <laughs> you feel what she's saying. Um, and that's, I'm going to, I'm going to segue into something that you talk about, which I think is, is just, I love food. Food is like my, probably my number one passion. Don't tell my family. I really like them a lot too, but I would eat them if it was an option. Just kidding. Um, no, but I, I love food so much. And so you have a cake analogy. Would you give us a little description of how you aren't everyone's piece of cake and how freeing it can be to discover this? That kind of goes with what we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, transitioning from a pastry chef to a website. Oh, that's why. <laughs> comes <laughs> with. Comes awesome. with. Um, I mean, it, it just comes with the territory. I I know how to make a cake analogy for everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's really weird because people seem to understand food related analogies the best way possible totally yeah um and so like like you're saying like you aren't everyone's piece of cake and and that can be such a freeing thing i think one of the biggest stumbling blocks that i've had is i was trying to please everybody as i started out i was trying to be for everybody there was a fear of i'm going to miss out on a client or i'm going to miss out on an opportunity because someone doesn't like the way i am or the way i show up right and that resulted in me showing up as a really diluted version of myself like just like i don't want to upset people i don't want to be too loud i want to be a cheerleader but i don't want to cheer too loud um and yeah like i i very quickly realized that like like we said earlier like i it felt like i was holding back a piece right. of me and I felt like whatever connections I was making with people it just was so surface level right um that it just felt kind of off and so I remember last year just deciding to to just being like I'm asking the clients that I work with to step out of their comfort zone why am I not willing to do that for myself yeah um and there was such a pivot like it was just like I'm just going to like if I if I eat banana bread for dinner I'm just going to say Hey guys, I ate banana bread for dinner. And a, you won't believe like that that helps you connect so much better with people and just showing up the way you are. Like know that you can be you can like you can make the best freaking chocolate cake in the world and if someone likes carrot cake like there's right. no there's no right or wrong there. It's just they they prefer something else. Like you can't force someone to to you know to like something just because you feel that's right and also it's so hard to have to pretend to be something else like yeah, it is that's it exhausting up, it's exhausting and when you let yeah. go of that 
that expectation that everyone's going to like you or you have to be a certain kind of people and if a certain kind of person and if you are you're going to please everybody when you can let go of that like it makes so much room for actually bringing in the kind of clients and community that you genuinely align with yeah. that you genuinely feel a part of because you don't have to be anyone else but you yeah well, and, and even that it's, it's like the lie. I always say my favorite thing is like, you're either not enough. And then as soon as you rise up, you're too much. Exactly. So it's right. So it's like, you're never going to please them anyway. I, yeah. I have this girl I know who doesn't have the nicest husband and um, she's always working for his approval, like with her physical appearance, everything she tries to do. And I said to her one time, what if on your dying bed, dying bed, you're like 95 years old. What if he looks at you and says, well, I was never going to accept you. I don't know why you worked so hard. Imagine yeah. you worked your whole life for something. So you can't work your whole life for other people. Yep. You can't, right? Like, and it's, it's exhausting. And then imagine they never approved of you anyway. So it's like, get over them and move on because they're not your people. They're not your audience. Like, yeah. And, and I feel yeah. like when you lean into those parts of you, it gets stronger. And, and like you're mm-hmm. saying, like you'll attract the kind of people that love that. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a powerful thing because you'll connect, like you'll genuinely connect with them. The friendships that you can have with people is like, it's like so much deeper than if you were just like, I'm just going to say this because I know this person's going to approve of it. Yeah. And then where does that end up? Right. Which feels just so fake anyway. And yeah. Like I just wrote this down because I'm so inspired by everything you're saying, just so you don't think I'm like writing someone a note. <laughs> these are, these are notes written to you. Um, but I just said like diluted versions of us are just gross and it's not how we were created to show up and bless the world with all of our differences and our uniqueness. Right. Yep. And like, we're supposed to all be like sweet and spicy and salty and like, that's how we're created. And so it's like to do anything else is going to come off inauthentic and diluted and gross because it's not real. Yeah. And, and like, even forget how it feels to other people. How does it feel for you on the mm. inside? Right. You, you, you'll always have this, like this little mix of emotions where it's such a push and pull of like, but should I say this, but this mm-hmm. is what I really like so much of your gift and your creativity and all of the things that you have to offer just get hidden or put aside because you can't focus on anything else but that. Yeah. Which is just so sad. Um, so I'm so into what you're saying that now I've not <laughs> lost my questions. Okay. So I love that you, like, I, I, we were just so meant to be friends and so meant to talk to begin with. Like, I just, I'm already, I'm having so much fun. I just have to say it. Like, and I feel, I feel like you're bringing up my emotions and I don't want to show my emotions. Um, okay. So one of the goals behind this podcast is that when we hear the stories of other people smashing yeah. their glass ceilings, it shows us, you know, that we can smash ours. And so what glass ceilings have you smashed or what like obstacles have you had to, you know, overcome or deal with? Yeah, um, I think imposter syndrome was very, very, like a very, very strong obstacle that I had. Um, As you know, like, because I've pivoted so much, even when I started website and branding design, it was like, who am I to do this? Um, I don't have a degree. I haven't been doing this really long. 
Um, and I also felt like, who am I to charge money for something that I really, really enjoy doing? It almost felt like I was ripping people off because right. I enjoyed it so much. Um, and yeah, you're like, I should be paying you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I love, I love doing this. Like, will, this is too much I, fun. <laughs> right. And it was like, it was a money mindset block, but the imposter syndrome was, it was showed up so strongly because it was like, well, I don't have the degree to back this up. Um, and at a certain point, I just had to be like, how can I turn this into something that isn't such a negative thing? And it, cause it was definitely getting in my way. Yeah. Um, it was almost like I'd get to a point where like I, I could bring a client on and then I would sabotage it un- like yeah. unconsciously. Yeah. Um, now I realize that the fact that I don't have a degree in design just means that I can explain things so in, in like such an easy way right I, I don't know the fancy design terms I just have to explain it using cake analogies or do yep. you know what I mean and yeah that actually makes it easier for people to understand and it makes it more relatable and it's just a matter of like taking that thing that you think is a hurdle and turning it into like why it works for you and the key is that you have to believe it like you have to yeah. believe that that is that is a strength and not a hurdle. Like you can write it down as much as you want. You can chant it out as much as you want, but you have to get to the point where you believe that it isn't a hurdle. And that's when I feel like it'll, it'll flip. That's, that's actually really incredible. Um, even one of my episodes, Reese, I think it was last week, we talked about getting over yourself. Because in my heart of hearts, I hate saying this out loud. So I'm trying to say it out loud all the time now because I hate the term life coach. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I, I manage five insurance brokerages on Vancouver Island. That is what I do. And so I'm always like, well, I'm a sales, I'm a sales manager. Like that's what I am. I'm a sales manager. Right. So I, co- I coach people all the time in business. And, but whenever I want to like coach a female entrepreneur, cause I also want to work exclusively with females, um, mm-hmm. all areas of your life merge together. So if you're yeah. not believing in yourself, right, it's going to show up in your work. It's going to show up in your marriage. It's going to show up in your parenting. It's going to show up wherever. And yep. so, because I've always believed that you are one whole multifaceted person, I'm like, the lie is you can separate it, but because I can't get over the term life coach, I will like start coaching these girls about business, but then yep. with, within a hot minute, we are into all the other veins Yep. but I can't get over it. So it's like such a funny thing. And the girl that I was talking to the other day, she was doing, she was against multi-level marketing. And then mm-hmm. she became a member of beach body and like, is like absolutely loves what she's doing. And she was recording her own fitness classes on YouTube and then was like, these aren't as good. Like I still want to work with people, but can it be different? But she was having so much trouble to get over herself. Yep. And so I think so often maybe that's just something we all have to do and it looks different for each of us, but people should be asking themselves, where do I need to get over myself? Because there could be a great life behind the fake, the lies that we're believing. Absolutely. What made you decide to work primarily with female entrepreneurs? Um, I think it's just the way things have flowed. Like I feel like when I, when I stepped into that, like, this is just who I am. I really love color I really love um again supporting women like I I know it sounds weird but I used to have like an Etsy business a handmade business and throughout it all I felt like something was missing because 
I would feel more strongly about like looking at someone else's business and be like, oh my God, do the thing, go, you know, go get it. And so I feel like now I get to do that with women. I feel like it's just like, I have worked with one male client. That's just how that has happened. But I think my branding and my messaging, all of that primarily just brings, like it brings in women entrepreneurs. And I also, I just feel like, when women do something like this, like you said, right? Like it's so, you're so, we're so multifaceted and there's so much of our life tied into everything we do. Um, I love seeing women step out of their comfort zone or like really oh, talk yeah. about why they do what they do. Yeah. It is without a doubt, like the, the driving factor of why I do what I do, like getting on a strategy call and and hearing someone talk about like, a lot of the times it'll just start out with, oh, I just like to make pretty things or I just like to, to talk about whatever. And as you start to dig deeper, you find out how passionate they really are. Yeah. Um, why they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. Uh, which a, a lot of people have a hard time admitting the why they're doing it for themselves and what kind of impact they're trying to create with others. And that is such a powerful thing. And um, I'm, I'm sure it happens with men as well, but I just feel like, again, like I feel so connected with women. I feel really connected with helping people, like helping women step out and grow their businesses, become wealthy, get confident. And I get to do that with like, with the gift that I have. And so it just, yeah. I mean, I don't know why specifically, but I definitely, as you can see, I'm rambling, but like, I definitely feel like um, there's a connection there. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And I have to say, I think the one man whoops, that you've worked with is, is that Jeremy Allen? <laughs> yes. What's so funny is he's the one man that I have written to be on my podcast. <laughs> like he must just be a really safe guy and we all feel really safe. I don't know him, but I watch his videos and he's just, and his wife is so sweet and I don't know her either, but like I follow them both. It's really funny. Cause all of a sudden I was like, I think you helped him. I think that's the one man who's going to be on my podcast, um, which is just so funny. So he's obviously, if he's listening, you're just one of the good ones. Um, But I think there's just a really, I don't know, something that I've noticed in the last, or that I kind of had this epiphany in the last few months is that I would be one of the first women, like if I look at my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, whatever, um, that that followed a dream. You know, like some of them worked occasionally or worked in little bits, but it was like worked as a secretary for a doctor. Like it wasn't like they planned their own thing. They did their thing. They, you know, um, made different choices and, and they didn't have the opportunities or the choices either. It wasn't a thing. Right. And so for us to be able to, sometimes I recognize that some of the stuff we're going to do is going to feel against our grain. Right. Because we're not coming from this. Like, that's why I'm so good in the kitchen. All the women before me are fantastic in the kitchen as well. Like I learned that, but I I didn't learn how to navigate business with a family and with other dreams and stuff too. And so I think that for me, wanting to work with women too, stems out of a desire, like you said, to see what they, to show them what they're capable of, to like propel them. Right. And so you get to propel women, which is so powerful. Yeah, it's such I, a gift. It is it is such a big part of like and 
again, sometimes it's hard to put into words why you connect with something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a big part of, you, you realize in like the day to day that it's such a big part of it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's incredible. So you are the brand whisperer. How do you help people scale their business through branding? Oh, you're definitely going to have to stop me from talking because okay. I can talk I'll about set a timer. <laughs> I can talk about this all day long. Um, yeah. So like I, again, the way I started website and branding design was I actually used to have an Etsy shop and my fees were like out of this world. So I designed my own website and I really enjoyed designing my own website. And that's how I kind of fell into website design and branding. But um, I like, I feel like branding is such a pivotal part of any business because it, it literally touches every single aspect of your business. Like right. whether it's your marketing or your packaging or your product or like how you show up, the content that you create, it's all interlinked with your branding. Um, and there's a few different things. Like there's definitely a few different ways that I see people quickly scale and grow um, through branding. So when I design branding, like I really feel like it's important that we design branding 50% based on like who their audience is and who their dream clients are. Right. And, and the other 50% is authenticity for themselves. Okay. So how are you going to be comfortable showing up? Because it, it's really, it's really both ways. Like you need to be comfortable showing up the way you are and have and like bring in those dream clients because of it not in spite of it right so when you design branding that's like really effective starting from why you do what you do so I'll give you a cake analogy for it most (laughs) okay most people most people when they start with branding whether they're DIYing it or, or wherever they are they start with your logo and the colors and the fonts and all of these things that are the visual portion of it, but that's just the icing on the cake. If you don't have, if you don't have the actual cake, which is your strategy, why you do what you do, um, how you talk about what you do, what lights you up, um, all of these things that are, are the base of why you do what you do, who your audience is, right? That's the actual cake. If you don't have that, you're just like, you're trying to put icing on nothing. There's nothing for you to put it on. And that's why- Just a spoon. (laughs) Just like eating it it straight out of a jar with no cake. (laughs) Then you're going to get a stomach ache because that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I see that like having that base and then when you put all of the visuals on top of it, that's when it's really effective. That's when it really brings in that confidence for you because it feels like everything flows together really seamlessly. Right. Um, and I see it's it's really weird because you think, oh, it's just a logo. It's just a bunch of colors. But I see people show up really confidently when yeah. they have their branding in place. I see them show up more fearlessly because it almost feels like I have that in place. I'm ready for the clients to come in. It feels legit. I think it legitimizes you, whether yeah. you were like too legit to quit to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> but you you feel like, because I as soon as I got my logo, I was like, I'm a real podcaster. Like yep. I, I had my podcast launched before I got a logo. And yet I was like, that in some way made me feel real. Like it's yep. a funny thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think like sometimes people end up playing small because they're worried, okay, I'll bring in all of these clients, but then what? I don't have the next piece in place. Um, and I see branding really shift that. I see people show up more authentically or like they, they get to show up as themselves and attract dream clients because of it. And I see a lot of times that when people choose to invest in branding, it's like, it's at a pivotal moment. So it's either like they've been doing something for a while and they are wanting to attract a certain kind of client, but they don't really know how, or they just feel like they've outgrown what they had. And so I feel like I see them really then sort of scale from there. Once everything is in place, their messaging is really strong. Their visuals are really strong. Um, it aligns with everything they already have and who they really want to serve. And it all just like, falls in really well it's a real launching it's like it really launches them yeah yeah which is really neat so what advice do you have for someone then that hasn't like or maybe they hired someone um and like i know my friend monica i think is starting from scratch she's starting over um so like what advice do you have for someone who either a hasn't hired a professional or b has branded themselves but isn't in love with it like is like what would you say to those people hire yes. me hire me call me <laughs> <laughs> um there's a few things like th the first thing i would definitely say is your business is worthy of beautiful branding and professional branding mm -hmm. at every stage your business doesn't have to get to do you know what i mean like some people feel like yeah. oh it's just a small little thing i'm doing um i don't need all of that fanciness but your business no matter what stage of business you are at yeah you're worthy of that of having that uh, at any stage um, the other thing I would say is like hire it out as soon as you can, just as soon as you're able to, just because it's one of those things that subconsciously holds you back and you're afraid to fully show up uh, yeah. until you have in place. Um, yeah. And then hire a designer who's, whose style that you really vibe with, hire right. someone you really connect with. Yeah. Um, if you have something that you feel like doesn't really connect with the vibe that you're going for, Try and pinpoint why, what, what's throwing you off? What is it that you feel like doesn't align with it? Um, and like I said, like hiring, hiring a designer you trust is such a big piece of the puzzle, just because if you're hiring someone, you want to be able to have their expertise at the table. Um, yeah. You want them to be able to take your opinion into consideration, but you also want them not to be afraid to be like, here's what I think, here's my you know, here's my expertise, essentially, um, and actually have, like, have that value that you're actually paying for. So I would definitely say, like, hire someone that you trust, it can make all of the difference in the experience that you have, and in the end result. Well, a few things I want to say to plug you. I said to Monica the other day, my friend, my friend who's rebranding everything, I said to her that, I said, going with you is going to be such a game changer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Going with you is going to be such a game changer because one, because of where you are in your business right now, you are going to be like brushing your teeth 
thinking about like, oh, Monica should do blah, 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 blah. (laughs) She's in your mind. And then that's just one part, but that's because of where you are right now in growing your business. But part two of that is because of your literal who you are and like how you said, how I know you align so well with someone like Monica or someone like myself, because you have that, like that gut heart connection with the person you're going to be just jazzed because that's you already thinking about her and her business. And I said, that's why you want someone who is either, I mean, local doesn't really matter, I guess, anymore because we're all local. We're all together, I guess, somewhere (laughs) or something. Um, But like having someone who you have that connection with that, you know, is like brainstorming for your business, even when they're not technically like working on it in the moment. And that's so amazing. And that's to me really why you hire someone that you a totally vibe with and B that, you know, like that, that's that you're personally passionate about growing it and, you know, scaling her business and living up to that brand whisperer title. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I totally like, I decided early on in my business that I was only going to take on clients that I really felt passionate about. Um, I felt like I would be doing a disservice to someone if I just took on projects and like, that's not right. why, that's not why I'm, I'm working for myself. Right. Um, and so I feel like, this is why I end up crying on calls because I feel so strongly connected with why someone's doing what they're doing. I look up to these women that I work with just cause like it's so amazing regardless of what they're doing you can see how passionate they are about it you can see how far they've come you can see how much of their journey has been kind of like a roller coaster but how they're pushing through um and i think that makes all of the difference like that helps me connect better it makes me create better yeah um and like it's weird because i don't know if this is a designer thing or not didn't go to school for it but I feel like like in order to create something that's purposeful and meaningful and something that they can connect with as well I have to be able to almost like step into their business right I have to be willing to step into their business be willing to also ask some hard questions during the branding process um yeah and that that makes all the difference with the end result are those questions painful? Um, th- well, sometimes I cry, sometimes they cry, sometimes like it's a blubbery mess, but <laughs> it's it's always the best. Like I feel it makes, it, it's made such a difference because as I said, like growing up, I was like super logical. I was very like, nope, girls don't cry. Like really like tough exterior. Yeah. And the last, the last year has just been one one crying session after the other on client calls and it has been the best thing ever like it's you will you have like all these years of pent-up tears (laughs) right like you've been holding back for all this time you've just got to let it go yeah and it's just like I realized the value of having my emotions there at the surface because it means I can connect better with people it means that I can step into someone's shoes easier than if I have this wall up yeah Um, and I just like it's in the like it's in my contract I just like warn everybody ahead of time this is going to happen we'll all be okay at the end of it (laughs) (laughs) 
that's where it's too bad it's on zoom because you can't like hug each other right like it's really hard to be like okay i'm gonna hang up but i'm gonna be all right i'm gonna be okay (laughs) oh i love that what who is your ideal client um so i mostly end up working with service-based women entrepreneurs if you really really love what you do if you're at a point where you feel like something needs to shift if something doesn't feel aligned. If you're looking for someone to hold your hand through the process, I, I feel like that's my ideal client. I also feel like it is a woman that is stepping outside her comfort zone who is willing to take a little bit of a risk in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and just someone that that is down to have a good time. Like, Oh yeah. That's just, yeah, that's just part of the process of working with me. We're going to laugh a little bit. We're going to cry. Um, we're going to pick out some pretty colors. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's all part of the process. Well, and your work is beautiful. Like the stuff that oh, I was, that I have found of yours is, is stunning. And to talk for a second, like this isn't on my list of questions, but I've been talking recently. It was kind of funny. My husband always makes fun of my wives tales you know what a wives tale is like something your mom said, right. Or whatever. Yep, yep. And then someone the other day said to me, well, that's dumb because in the past women got all of their, most of their wisdom was passed down to them by other women. So wives tales were something you would want and trust. Yep. And, and it's just so funny because I was talking to um, an old friend we were talking about coaching, even like the life coaching business. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a, my job right now is literally yeah. to coach you. And that's mostly for sales though. Right. Um, but I have all this like inside of me right now. And they said to me, Jody, people will market anything. If there's a market for it, they're going to create yeah. a course for it. And that doesn't mean that your best experiences are learned from a course. And I was asking, this is an old coach of mine. And I was asking him to help me create a business plan for me to start coaching. And he's like, you do it every day right now. You just need to go start. You don't need a business yeah. plan. This is what you do. You just start doing it on the side and figure out how much you can do yeah. and just carry on. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> it was like such a funny thing. But I always think I always... I've had good conversations about that lately is how like you could go find someone with a um, MBA and I don't even know, Lord knows what, and not be satisfied because they're not hooked in. Like that wasn't their dream and they're not personally connected. And so I think I'm really inspired to hear you say that. And I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people will be too, because what you can see is when someone steps into who they're authentically meant to be, everything goes smoother for the most part, everything falls together, you know? And then I had people writing me being like, do you have spots for coaching? And I was like, no, I have a waiting list now. I have a wait list with people on it, which is just so funny to me because I was like, I just, I just knew, I mean, I still have, like you said, I still have a day job and I have to make sure I don't go crazy because I also have a podcast and I'm a little bit too overzealous, but it's that sort of thing that all of a sudden it's like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. You show and, up and they'll come. Yeah. And you, I feel like when, when you're really aligned with something or you're really passionate about something, you show up with an energy. That's oh yeah. Um, it is 100% the thing that makes all of the difference. It is the yeah. thing that, that feels so natural to you that it flows so easily. And it is the thing that really brings in the people that love that energy. Like, yeah, like you said, right. Like even, 
so much of our wisdom is passed on like from woman to woman and a lot of what i learned about business per se was from like some guy screaming on a stage about like how you have to be loud how you have to be super assertive right. you have to you know just like power through everything regardless of how you felt and the last year has been so much of unlearning some of that and so much of just like this gets to be easy i get to take a break if i want to if this doesn't feel right i get to do it a different way i don't have to be uh you know like a certain kind of person in order right. to be successful like so there's so much of unlearning there that happens and there's also that like you're going to feel shaky when you start right but mm-hmm. it's just like as you st- as you take step after step and the world doesn't crumble under your feet like you thought yeah. it would it just gets it gets easier and and like you build a community that kind of also really really helps push you forward which makes all of the difference oh i just love that that is so awesome what is your favorite part of what you do well i feel like i know all the parts but <laughs> give me one thing if you could say one uh, thing to make it really hard um i think it would be seeing the confidence and clarity that comes from from working together with someone seeing seeing that little bit of shakiness as we start um and then at the end of it seeing that feeling of holy crap that's mine like yeah. holy crap this is mine i feel like like i get to show up now this like i i really see people owning it it's just at a different level yeah um when they have their branding in place and their website in place and that's 100% my favorite part. If you asked me a year ago I'd have said picking out all of the pretty colors because that is <laughs> I mean I I love picking out pretty colors but yeah 100% it's the confidence and the clarity it is the thing that like pushes me forward it's the thing that like takes me through on on days when it's like I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how I'll figure this out but Yeah, 100%. That's the thing that sort of guides me through. That's really interesting because I for a long time, like years ago, I was praying that God would show me what my purpose was. And at first I thought that it was to love people. And then I was like, well, I think that's everyone's purpose. People just don't <laughs> people just don't know they're supposed to. But then it was like I was like really really seeking and I was at a I don't know a business conference or something and I was and all of a sudden it came to me that I was like it's to show people where they shine. and i I've, i've been doing it like my whole life like i'll see you at the grocery store and i mean it used to be more aesthetic like oh my goodness you have the best hair i've ever seen like i told a old like a 70 year old lady the other day she had the best highlights i was like your highlights are gorgeous she was like thank you no one tells me anything like that and imagine right being 70 and yep. not getting a ton of compliments and and it just it sometimes it's just like physical things that obviously seem like they, those don't make you who you are those don't really matter but um i feel like as soon as i meet someone like i can just see stuff in them and i thought that was normal and yep. then years later it's like and and i'm thinking that we kind of are the are the same in that way it's about the other person it's about watching them light up Yeah, right. Watching them get there like they're like a deer that was just born and you're watching them now you see them walking. You know, and, and a year from now you'll see them running and you helped start that. And that is just like, oh, that's so that's so special, that's so powerful. And so, oh, 
That's just amazing. So you love making things flow and your work is beautiful. How important is beauty in the branding process? I think aesthetics aesthetics are like beauty, as you're saying, it definitely plays a huge role because that's what people see visually. Um, And that's what conveys all of think all of the stuff that's below the surface it's what conveys the vibe that you want it's what conveys your message um so definitely plays a big role but I feel like it 100% needs to be backed by strategy it needs to be backed. it needs to be you need to have clear brand messaging you need to have why what why you do what you do really clear um it's that that layer of visuals definitely needs to have that or it's ineffective or it feels like yeah it's pretty but I'll just move on right Um, and also design is one of those things that like people make decisions about really quickly and subconsciously it's when you see pack as an example right you go to the store you see packaging for something your brain makes a decision like in a split second or in a matter of seconds, sometimes you don't even know why, but that's where the visuals come into play, right? That's why it's a designer's job to take all of the information that you have, take all of that strategy, take why you do what you do, what sort of vibe you're going for and turn that into something that people can see on the outside. That's so neat. It's so neat to think of it that way. And and it makes sense to me now how much, how important the strategy is. I I know even when I sat down and to meet with the guys that were designing my logo, it was so hard. They came up, they literally came up with more Jody because I wanted to say, get real with Jody, but there were too many famous people getting real. And so, and you know, and I kind of told them a story about how I, the, my bosses are always like, we just need like another one of you. We could put at each office. And I'm like, they just need a little more, but there's not enough of me. And I get mad. And I made this (laughs) comment to them and they're like, well, you just need more Jody. Like, that's what you need. And I was like, that's narcissistic. Like, I don't know. But then over time, I like really started to love it. Right. And like step into it more and more. And then all the things that went with more, but it is, it's hard. You have to figure out who you are and what your why is like really strongly before you start working with a branding expert. Right. Cause it must make it a lot harder. Or do you do a lot of digging with people? I I do a lot of digging with people. So I used to when I started out, I used to give people like a sheet to fill out homework, essentially. But what I realized was people were skipping out parts they didn't think was important. Right. Um, and I realized like when I chat with someone on video, it's important for me to see what parts they light up at, where they get really excited, right. what parts they get really excited at, um, what parts make them emotional. Because those are the, those are where it's at and so we do a lot of like digging and it's it's like from start to finish so we talk about who your audience is what makes them tick um, one of my favorite questions from the brand strategy session is if your brand was a song what song would it be well that's like the hardest question I've ever heard <laughs> but it's such a it's such a, it gives you such a good indication of what the vibe they're going yeah, for is. totally right? Some people will pick something super energetic. Some people will pick like something super powerful and emotional. Some people will pick something really like chill. And it gives you such a good indicator of the vibe that they're going for. Because sometimes people can't verbalize that. Yeah. They're unable to verbalize that. And so 
it's it's always like this is one of the most interesting questions that I ask, and people are always like, "Ah, oh, I wish you'd asked me earlier because I'd have come prepared." Like, this is a hard question, but, but yeah, such a such a fun question because I keep thinking of all these funny songs. Like, I came in like a wrecking ball, and then I'm like. <laughs> And then I'm like, no, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And then I'm like, that's why this last year has been so hard. Cause I feel like I'm just losing all the time. I'm just losing. And then I'm like, no, that's not it. But it's like, there's all these like funny, like hockey songs that I'm like, oh, that's totally my song. But yeah, that's, that's a really cool question. Okay. So what do you want the world to know from your story? Uh, I think the biggest thing would be that you're allowed to be fully yourself and be really, really successful the version of yourself that you feel like needs to be hidden or that you're sometimes embarrassed about is probably the thing that you need to share the most just because that's what's going to create the most impact. Um, There are people out there that can learn from your story. Um, And then the other thing I would say would be just like perfection isn't equal to profit anymore. We're really... We're really, really lucky to live in a time where you get to be yourself in your life and you get to be the same person in your business. Um, And yeah, like there's so much of power in that. So like just step into who you are really, like there's, there's so much of power in it. There's so much of, like there's so many connections. I'd have never met you if if I just continued to be like the most diluted version of myself. Uh, to step into, like the amount of conversations you can have the kind of connection you can have the the life that you can live when you're just like this is who I am like yeah. it's, it's all right if, if that doesn't vibe with everybody um, it's going to be so much more fulfilling and then the best advice to anyone who's listening of my followers that doesn't vibe with me go find another podcast. <laughs> if you're not vibing with me, that's fine. Um, but I'm not changing and Aisha's not changing and we're, we're just becoming more us, right? Yep. Absolutely. So look out world. Okay. So this is kind of fun. So typically, like you said, sir, female entrepreneurs in the service industry, selling a product, offering a product, whatever. One of my things that when they sat down and branded with me is they were like, let's turn Jody into a lifestyle brand. What does that mean? Cause I, I said, they're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just want my Instagram to be my playground. I want to cook things. I want to make things. I want to be ridiculous. I want to make you think I want to make you laugh. And so can you work with someone like me that, you know, is a coach has a podcast is sort of just like a wild card. Like, I feel like I'm just all over the map. Like I'm going in the ocean and then I'm making brownies or whatever. Um, can you do that with someone who's not really selling anything except themselves? Yeah, 100%. I feel like a lot of the bigger businesses that you look at, the the person that runs it or the person that start has started it has such a strong personal brand. And that is what you're looking at. So if you do a ton of different things, and you're just like, do I really need to be branded? I'm just me. Like, yeah. I have all of these different businesses. Building a personal brand for yourself makes so much of a difference. Just because Again, it is the things you talk about, it is what you share. And when someone thinks of you, they know exactly who you are. They know what you stand for. They know that they can, as an example, come on your Instagram profile and see that you're talking about like showing up authentically. They know that you're not gonna mince your opinions. 
all of that is part of building a really strong personal brand. And when you have a really strong personal brand, no matter what business you start, right, it all comes back to you and it, it, it all really supports that brand that you've built for yourself. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Cause I've, I've always thought, and I've, I've always been a little too all over the map. So it would be super fun to work with someone like you. And, and like you said, add the strategy to the yep. fun. Like I can have fun and be strategic. And I think one of my big things too, is that I want to get more, I want to bring more positive messages into the world. Like, how do you do that? Right. And what does that look like? And so no, I think that's really awesome. If you could describe your journey in one word, what would it be? Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. So fun. So fun. Just just playful and exciting. Like I, I feel like I don't even know if this is what I'm going to be doing in the next 10 years, but it's just been so much fun. Like it's been so much fun. It's so exciting. Like every corner, there's a new challenge or there's something that comes up where I'm like, holy crap, now what? But yeah, you always figure it out. Like that's just how it, that's just how it goes. Well, I have loved talking to you. Where can my listeners find you? Yeah, so I you can find me on my website. It's www.aishasantos.com. But I'm usually hanging out on Instagram. So my handle is Aisha Santos Design on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm usually on Instagram. Or my website is where all of my work. Um, and my services and all of my blog posts live. Well, I have loved chatting with you and I am definitely a fan. And I think the world would be a lot worse off if you aren't doing this in 10 years, but I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure if you are, that it would be just an exploded version of what you're doing right now. But it just sounds like everything sounds so well aligned. And I, I just love, I think I love that you captured on that trip to Europe that I, I felt the same way when I went to Italy, their life just looked had it so much more calm than it does in North America, but like you have shown people and you've done it in your own life and you're helping other entrepreneurs do it, that you can create the life you want. It's there. Yeah. You just have to take the steps and do the work and, and get strategic and get clear and just step into it. And I think it's amazing that you help people do that so that they can walk more clearly on the path that is theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jody. Like, I'm so, so, so grateful that we were able to connect. I am so grateful for the work you're doing through this podcast. Like it, it Uh truly, truly makes a difference. And yeah, just wanted to say thank you for having me. Well, I love, I love all these girls. And now my, some of my friends are like, how do you meet these people? I'm like, I don't know. It's like a whole thing. (laughs) I don't even know how I meet these people, but it's like, I am having I am having so much fun and yeah, to get to meet you and sit and have other people hear your story and get excited and passionate and grab hold of their one brave life is like everything to me. Right. So I think it's such a cool thing and I hope people go check you out and give you a follow and uh, yeah, check you out for your branding. Cause you are one, you are one special girl. Thanks so much. Have an awesome night. Thank you. Hey, more Jody listeners. First of all, thank you for spending your time with me today and being here. I love what I am doing. I can't believe how much fun I'm having sharing these stories with you guys. So please like, subscribe, rate, review, share this podcast with one of your friends that you think really needs to hear it. And don't hesitate to send me a message and let me know what you'd like to hear more of on this podcast. Have an awesome day and choose to make the world a better place.